It could be argued that side hustles enrich full-time work performance rather than harming work performance. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Squeezing the Orange of Social Science, a podcast co-hosted by myself, comedian Akinoma Bitan, and Professor Dan Cable. On each episode, the two of us pick apart, peer-reviewed, and and peer-reviewed, and peer-reviewed and what? And published. Yes, it must both be peer-reviewed and published. And be a social science paper. We we reviewed them. This is it. This has got to be. This is last week. I fumbled it. This one is now just the, the messiest one of all time. We're I gonna if talk. I can start doing it. <laughs> We're gonna talk about some social science. We've read the entire paper so that you don't have to. And we're gonna give you the gems as we squeeze them out. That's it. That's the intro. That's it. that's it's happened. Like, maybe the whole time we have. Thank you for listening. <laughs> What's up, Dad? Uh, really looking forward to doing this paper. I love this concept of high, uh, the side hustle, and uh, generally speaking, from a, you know, I'm a work psychologist, so like I deal with leaders. We've generally seen them as a bad thing uh, because there's this idea that it would get in the way of the real work. And yep. Because I'm often working with leaders, they would see that as bad. Mm. And so I really like this study and this um, set of thinking about how we might have that wrong. Totally. Oh, you know what? Let's hold on to that thought about why it might be bad. Cause I'm, I'd love to jump into that as a way of like kicking us off, but um, I'm going to, I'm going to do the title and then I'm going to give you the, the fun and games of both introducing the, the study authors and what the hell they were getting up to during Good. this paper. So the Good. title of this one is do the hustle. Uh, this is because social scientists, whenever I noticed that the title seems to be the only area where they can have any fun with these papers. There's so many puns in them that it's just, yes. let me, yes. let me get to it. Do the hustle <laughs> empowerment from side hustles and its effects on full-time work performance. There you go. Nice one. Okay. And this is Hudson Sessions, uh, Jennifer Nargang, Manuel Vallant, Rossiana Williams, and Amy Bartels. That's our group. What's up, gang? As we're going to dig in, um, they kind of did two different things, which is cool. Uh, The first thing they did is they did um, kind of a survey investigation where they looked uh, across different people. How's this working out? And then they did this really in-depth kind of experience sampling approach where they hit people with lots of surveys every week and that allowed them to take a within look, um, a within person look at the side hustle. So I think that together that gives us a really rich look at this commonly misunderstood phenomenon. Awesome. And just for myself as well, how I understood it was study one was for individuals who are engaged in side hustles why the hell are you doing this, peeps? Like, you got a job, you're making some scratch. Why are you now? They used the term moonlighting. And I was a bit like, okay, you guys really got to relax now. Times have changed. But they were using it to illustrate how times have changed. So the, the first study is like, what do, at an individual level, why are people engaging in side hustles? Um, and then the, the second study to me seemed to be, okay, then, so how is this now affecting the full-time work from both yeah. their perspective, but then yeah. also their colleagues as well. So people who they are working alongside. So you, you raised a great point at the top, Dan, about how with side hustles, this was kind of like frowned upon 
like is slash was. So why is that? Why was there this? Uh, why was slash is there this this negative view of side hustles? If I had to say it really quickly, it's that attention and cognition are limited. That's the quickest way to say it. And so, like, if you're draining that into your side hustle, which, by the way, if you want a definition, folks, I don't know if our listeners really give a shit about the definition, to be honest, but it's income generating work performed alongside a full time job. That's how they're kind of defining this whole concept of side hustle. And so if you're doing this alongside your full-time job, then you're depleting a limited resource. And so it's really kind of straightforward. It's just saying that like, that means you're going to diminish your capacity to do the full-time job that you're getting full-time pay for. And so because I'm a work psychologist, most of the folks I'm working with, like leaders, they're, they're down on it. And you know what? I, I found it really fascinating as well. This idea of it seems like we we sell our souls to organizations. Like we they want us, and they want the best of us. And any they any squeeze fret, our orange. right? They want to squeeze our oranges, man, and they want the best bits. Like, and it it just feels a bit like it feels like the employer is the pimp, and the employees. <laughs> You guys know where this one is going. And it adds a new light to moonlighting. They'll be like, you can't be earning no extra scratch. That's right. <laughs> Outside we of, we yeah, we, we got you, man. We got you. So I, yeah. I did find it kind of like, I did find it real curious. And we're going to get into the studies a bit more as well, definitely. But I found it real curious because there clearly seems to be something that individuals are not getting from their job, from their full-time employment. They're giving somewhere between like 35, 45, sometimes 60 hours a week or up, you know, to an organization. There's something that they're not getting from there. And what this study does illustrate quite well is that this isn't just about the cash. This isn't just about like the moolah. There there seems to be something intrinsic that they're not being rewarded for or, or acquiring during work and for some people you know they turn to crossfit some people get real annoying they turn to crossfit and then they start pushing like you know massive tractor tires around the warehouse some individuals take up veganism and we all got hair about it others it might be the keto diet but it seems that like in modern life there's something we're not getting from employment and we're desperately searching around to be a bit like how can my life be a bit more fulfilled yeah that's really interesting. I mean, the idea of thinking of this as a growth trend is really important because yeah. I was reading these fun facts. At this point, just in the U.S. alone, it's 44 million workers do this. This definition of work on the side, like driving Uber or, or like doing some accounting on TaskRabbit, you know, that kind of like a side hustle. And um, this is sort of a huge amount of what they're talking about as the net growth employment, uh, employment growth. So like meaning that since 2005, almost all of the growth in employment has been in the gig work area. So like, I don't know, and that's even more prevalent outside the US. So, so this is a phenomenon that's getting bigger, not smaller. And it seems to be that it's aided by the internet. It's aided by technology. It's allowing people to get out there and get something else, like wear a different hat and that is fulfilling financially, but also for other reasons. And that's part of what we're going to get into here. And, um, you know, we can jump into the actual studies here. But let's I do think it. that what is so cool for me, Akin, and I think maybe before we jump into the studies, let's have a bit of a chat about this. 
I find it so incredible, to be honest, that the exact same behavior, the same activity at work can feel different when you're the one deciding on it. If you're the decider, like let's say you are an accountant and like you are an accountant in an accounting firm, you put together these reports and so on. You do that like eight hours a day. And it's sort of like, it was interesting, like the first four hours. And now you're nine years into this job. <laughs> you know I mean, it's just like you can do it in your sleep. And then you hang out your own virtual shingle on the internet and you say, hey, I do this on TaskRabbit. And you get some clients saying, oh, cool. You know, I'll, I'll give you a thousand to work on that same thing. All of a sudden, the same task, literally like the same thinking, the same programming, the same little Excel spreadsheet, the formulas, all the same. All of a sudden, it kind of feels like it's mine. Have you experienced that, right, Akin? Oh, mate, my I, my whole life is a side hustle, man. So I was I was oh, reading you, you all I do. You have all the side hustles. I'm just I'm just all side hustle. So I I could totally like I this this paper was just me. I was just reading it all, and I was just learning about my life. So like that's yeah. this massively helped yeah. me in that regard. And you mentioned Dan as well about like the 40 plus million individuals because what's, what's also important to note about this paper as well, when they talk about the side hustle, so they're talking about individuals explicitly that have full-time work. They have a full-time job already. So this is about individuals that have a full-time job and they're supplementing that with the side hustle. This isn't about people who like myself, who've got like this kind of like um, portfolio career, or, you know, we just kind of like, you know, dabbling in loads of different areas. This is individuals where career wise, they're pretty good. These individuals had been in their job, some of them for like a minimum of like 10 years. So this is yep. like serious. Yep. This isn't like where will, where, how will I pay for my, my bills and my groceries? This isn't that kind of lifestyle we're talking about. This paper for me was fascinating because it was about meaning. And I'm so glad that they talked about the US stats that you mentioned there, Dan, because it feels to me like the American dream has shifted, man, where it doesn't, it's no longer about this, this idea of like, you know, owning land. And, yeah. you know, it seems like what people want and it resonated a lot. And it was like this resounding gong in this paper. What people want is just a bit of freedom. Like, yeah, I'm going to do taxes, but you know what? How about I do the accounting that I want to do? How about I help the companies that I want to do? How about mm -hmm. I do a little bit of negotiation? Yeah. And how about I feel a bit of sense of here, I am the one who is contributing. Whereas yeah. from what I've experienced working under a lot of organizations is what you, it kind of feels like you lend your hands yeah. So you can do a great piece of work, but you're doing it for the company, for another yeah. brand. And you don't often get like the, the pat on the back. Your, your, your paycheck is the same, whether you kind of like uh, coast for a month or whether you frigging get your head down and like, you know, full on, they'll tell you, we'd love to give you a pay rise, but you have to wait until this time of the year for it. Or you did a fantastic job, which brought in this amount of money for the business and you won't yeah. see a damn dime out of it because you do it for us and yeah. we own you. We yeah. own yeah. you. Yes, I get that. I really do. And I think this idea of bringing more than your hands to work fits so nicely with that increasing trend toward personalizing work. And like, I'm still going to do it, but I want to do it my way. I want to yeah. do it my hours. I want to build with my own letterhead. You know, and that kind of stuff 
matters in a way that defies the money. It's bigger and different than the amount of money you're making. And there's probably something very core to being human that makes us long for that and value mm. that. So let's jump into study one then. Let's and let's see it. if like, we can start to unpack that a little bit. And I, I think right off the bat, it's kind of funny. They got 337 full-time employees with side hustles. But like to find those people, they used a fairly interesting approach where they went through like Facebook pages, they went through Reddit communities, anything like that was associated with side hustles, like LinkedIn, they had like their own MBA grads, and they end up with these like 337 people that are on average 30 years old and 45% female. Um, and then they paid them a little bit of money. You want to talk about that at all? Usually, usually I can, you're intrigued by how much you kind of pay these people to do these surveys. <laughs> I, just, I just love it, man. Like, look, man, like, look, we're going to, we're going to give you five bucks, right? We're going to give you five bucks to participate. And if you could just complete, like, you know, like, you know, sign up and engage and you complete like the first part of it, we'll give you five bucks. You do all three of them. We're going to give you like a tenner. We're going to give you 10 bucks clean. And I do love this because Again, so if we look at the, the figures, so the, the median in, annual income for these peeps was like about 45K a year. And on yeah. top of that, their side hustles were bringing in an average of like three grand. So it's like they weren't doing this for the cash. Like it wasn't yeah. for the 10 bucks. But I do genuinely and sincerely believe that individuals who engage in these studies, they, they want to be part of something. And yeah. This is like the, the average age here was like 29.6, uh, you know, so like we're looking at about like kind of like 30 year olds, but kind of in my ballpark now is the millennials. It's the generation that want to do anything other than what they're told to do. And a big part of that is, <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's the millennials, man. We want to do anything other than what we're told to do. And a big part of that is we, we live in an age now of like so much convenience, man. And with so much convenience, it's really difficult to find any meaning in life because you just, like I said earlier, you find yourself just being a pair of hands that are just interchangeable. Like you can like, you can quit your job in like a dramatic fashion. Yeah. No one really cares because, yeah. you know, within yeah. like seven days, someone else has come in and they now sit at your desk and they do the job that you used to do. So like this 10 bucks is great. And it's a great 10 bucks because you now feel like I'm involved yeah. in something that science. I'm involved in science. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's the hook for these peeps, man. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, they wanted to, they wanted to look at, and again, this is my understanding of it. They wanted to look at these 337 peeps. Like we've assumed all of these things about side hustles, but what happens if we ask the peeps? Like, why are you engaging in this? And out of this, there seemed to be some, some strong trends about what it was. And so part of it was... Um, these were the well, measures. The first thing is about the complexity. I don't yep, know. Yep, did that ring true to you as, as, a, as a real side hustler? Did, <laughs> what they found <laughs> was that the complexity of the side hustle, like kind of like the difficulty and the amount to which it used your brain and like challenged you and so on, was they found that that was positively related to feeling empowered by the side hustle and the empowerment. Maybe we should actually read a couple of the items just so Go like, for it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like if I was at home, I'd kind of want to hear what these were. So the complexity <laughs> had something to do with like being able to make decisions on your own and like, you know, you could do the whole piece of work from beginning to end. It's just like how how much it kind of like pulled me in and used me. And what yep. they found is that the more complex it was, um, the more empowered they felt. And this would be like, 
um, that you feel it's meaningful, you feel that you feel confident about your ability to do it, that you have a big impact, um, that you have like freedom and independence. So it's, it's basically uh, empowerment is like how much of yourself you're kind of bringing to the side hustle. Yeah. And this was like fascinating because this is one of the things that gets like slapped out of the brain of a lot of employees, like from yes. day one. Like you go through this, you go through like about like free interviews, like, you know, you meet your, your perspective, your, your prospective manager, you meet your prospective team. Hey, we also want you to meet the CEO. This is the CEO's nan. This is the uncle who who put down like 10 K so that they could, you're like, okay, I've met everybody. And then like, you know, you're, you're like, congratulations, you've now been employed. You turn up on like day one and you're kind of wearing a suit, even though you feel overdressed, but you want to make a great first impression. And you've got like your Starbucks coffee mug, you know, so you don't fall asleep on the job on the first day. And then they show you to your desk and you sit opposite like your colleagues and all of them look like they've had the life drained out of them. And you've got this overly enthusiastic smile on your face. Like I'm going to be the one, I'm going to be the one who jazzes this place up. I'm going to be the personality. I'm going to add some vim and some I've got ideas and potential and they will love me. I have the best, the best taste in music. Let me take control of the radio. I will have all of you. And then they slap this employee handbook right in front of you and tell you, this is the job that you do. This This is is how you do it. And this is what you will be measured by for the next six months as to whether you retain your job and then give it another three minutes and your face looks as gaunt as everyone else's. And you're like, oh my God, here we go. And your musical taste (laughs) straight right down to the core minimum, just the (laughs) baseline. You don't listen to music anymore. It's just it's just self help books and just people encouraging. What, what you were just saying there, that whole thing, it essentially, in some ways, helps us see why these side hustles, a, are attractive, even in addition to the money. Yep. And then B, this is a bigger, more profound point, why the side hustle might actually help. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You know what? Like, let's, let's do like a a shift into that direction as well. So yes, the complexity, it matters a lot because people feel like they're using their brain. Like they, like they they can contribute some sort of value. It's not just, I take these orders or I follow these steps, but the, um, the motives were very important. Everyone was doing the side hustle. The money was a big factor. So we're not going to like downplay that whatsoever. There is a value in doing some work and being paid for it. That's like a very uh, life affirming thing. And you can kind of put like a, a number or a figure or some sort of exchange that lets you feel like I have been valued in this thing that I've taken part in. You know what? Yep. Go for it, Dan. Well, it's almost like a little, everything you just said right there, it's almost like a little entrepreneurial buzz. It's that buzz of like, I did this. I own this. Yep. And I hadn't thought of it that way when I was reading it, but I I bet you that is part of what it does. It probably literally is like endorphins or shit like that. It's probably literally like dopamine and endorphins. Totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was was like rambling on because this is something that I'm like super passionate about, as you are as well, Dan, having like, you know, written your book Alive at Work. Um, But you mentioned as well, because like, I guess a big part of this paper is trying to answer the question of whether side hustles, do they help or hinder 
in terms of full-time work. And what they were able to find is that this was like a, a really good um, insight that I took from this. It's how the, the states that we operate in, and this is very like, I'm going to say this in a broad way, and I'll let you kind of like refine the point then, but like the states in which we find ourselves on a day. So if you find yourself being like motivated, uplifted, feeling entrepreneurial, if you've had certain like um, challenges and you've been able to overcome them or tweak things, you bring that mentality into other things that you do as well. So it's kind of like building, I guess, resilience, resolve, yeah. persistence. Yeah. So yeah, I'll throw it back to yourself then. Well, that point that, I can, that you just made there, I can, that's super important to why it might be that we got this wrong. That's essentially, you just explained why it's a little counterintuitive that draining, quote, unquote, your resources into a side hustle counterintuitively peps up your work performance. And, and just to cut to the chase, that's what they found. What they found is that on the one hand, it does drain cognition, it does drain some of your energy. And so like there is this kind of cognitive drain, but far greater than that, like maybe three times greater effect. They literally tested the effect was this emotional bounce that you brought into work as noticed by other people. Mm. So when we get to that study, that's a really important finding. It's not disputing that the resources get drained. It's saying that more importantly, resources get added and that's called spillover. The yeah. spillover that you get charged up that you take into work and that you deliver there more than offsets the cognition drain that you might be experiencing. And to me, that's the beauty of science. And this is kind of like what I think we do well. If we do anything well, I think <laughs> what we try to do is expose how so many times we're like getting it wrong. And what seems kind of obvious, when you get the numbers and you really get the data and you apply it, you see that it isn't quite the way you expected which is lovely. So let, yeah, let's talk. So in study, in study one, uh, they expose the several different reasons as to why people engage in side hustles and the values of those. And so I guess in study two, they wanted to really put those into practice. Like what does that actually look like outside of like this survey? What does it look like in the working world? So what I felt was really smart. The thing that I found was really smart in this one is not only were they able to, to find, they were able to get like, 80 employee dyads. So they were able to get like 80 individuals who were able to qualify for, and it's the, the fun part of reading some of these studies is why people don't qualify. And for <laughs> this one, it's like, they didn't trust individuals to self-report. And yeah. then in the, like the application process, you could, people were putting in like fake email addresses. They were like answering things. And it's like, yeah, this is why we don't trust you guys just yeah. on self-reporting alone. So what they wanted to do is they wanted to get 80 employees, but they also wanted to match those with 80 of their colleagues. And from what I understand here as well, some of these individuals had worked together for like as long as like seven years. Yeah, they knew each other. Marriages really, that don't really last well. that long. Like you've, yeah. been, you've, been sat, <laughs> you've been sat opposite like the same colleague and spending like 40 hours a week with them. Often you go on like what, away days as well? That's like what, a family vacation and you know, you know who you want to sit next to when it comes to like the office Christmas party. So these were people who like really knew each other Really, really knew really each other show. well. And the average age here was 40. And I just wanted to ask Dan as well, like, did you, it was one of the questions that I had in my mind. Did you see any issues in terms of this seemingly being a bit of like a generational difference between 
study one and study two. So like a bit of like a 10 years does seem to yeah. be quite significant. Yeah. And for me, yes, and that's good, in nice. my opinion. Okay. The, the way that I would run at it is, if this was just a millennial study, mm. then the generalizability would be lower, and you could still make cool claims, but you couldn't say that it would be general effects. And I actually really liked how in this one, the average age was 40 years old, and also the average um, amount with the same full-time employer was 10 years so that really means there's like a settling in that was even stronger, longer, different mm. from the first study. And then I just wanted to throw in there that this idea of looking at the dyads, the idea of saying, okay, you employee, you've got the side hustle. You're going to tell us about like how that feels and how kind of tuned up you are. And then there's these other people that don't really care about your side hustle. They're just kind of like need you at work. Yeah. They like watch you at work. They watch you in meetings. They like, take the work you do and try to take it forward. They're going to judge you. And I just wanted to say that that is so important. I'm not saying it's perfect, mind you, but yep. it's so important that they have that non-self-report data because it doesn't make it completely valid, but it's way more valid than asking the same person, hey, you do side hustles, right? Yeah. You think that hurts your work? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't trust it. So I, I actually really like their methodology of kind of insisting that they um, got reported, you know, the, the sort of work performance by other people. Anything, anything you thought was weird about the actual daily surveys? I mean, because you want to talk about that a little, Ack, and like how they like hit them with these, they pinged them with surveys? Yeah, so they were, they were doing like about two, two or three surveys a day. So there, there was this like this, they wanted to catch individuals like, during their their side hustle and kind of like showing the contrast of when they're in the height of working in the side hustle. So there would be like evenings where the individuals who had side hustles, it's like complete the survey during the evening. But then also there'll be some, I believe it was around like 12 PM or so the next day as well. And they yeah. gave deadlines. Cause I guess there, there's this value of when we talk about like how much um, cognitive effort you're putting into it, but also the emotional state that you're in as well. And I found it interesting that they were trying to capture these at different times of the day and they put yeah. deadlines on them as well. There were deadlines in terms of like, you must do it within this allotted hours. But yeah. also, yeah. they also, there was a lot of cash flying around for this one as well. <laughs> Whereas like, you need to do it within this time. And if you can yeah. do it three days in a row within this time, you're going to get an extra $3. But if you can also do seven in a row, then we're going to give you an extra $3. And if you complete all three of them, then we're going to give you like, they will make it like about two. Yeah. 2,000 bucks off of this one. Where were they getting all of the cash? To like just get side hustle. This study became their side hustle. <laughs> it is really actually interesting because what they did is they tried to incentivize doing lots of surveys within person. And I think yeah. methodologically, that's a strong thing to do because the first study, you basically said, all right, we're going to send everybody one survey. On this one, they're saying within a person, how do we go about doing this? And, uh, and what we're going to do is reward them for doing loads of studies. And in the end, they basically got um, about half the people. Well, 100, 160 people said, yeah, we're interested. But in the end, I think 80, what, 89 people or something uh, actually completed them. They, yeah, they, 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 it just kept on getting whittled down when you kind of... Um, you, you know what? I had a question, but let me, let me bounce my question instead and flip it and just be like, what, what, what did you find to be the key... Uh, findings from having these dyads and what, what were the key insights about side hustles from this study too for yourself? Yeah. Dan? 
Yeah, the absolute most important thing that this study showed me is that our common assumption held both in the popular press, it's not just sort of leaders out there that want to squeeze the orange. It's also in the popular press. It's also in a lot of management academics heads, you know, in the, in the management academia out there, there just was this assumption that when you do the side hustle, it's just going to hurt work. And that's just not what they found. They found that when you did side hustles the night before the next day at work, other people actually found you more jazzed up and that that was more the case the more sort of difficult that work was, the more cognitively taxing. Uh, and I think that that's probably for me, that's the sort of uh, biggest punch that this study gave to me. And then within that, I can say some other things, but what about you, Akin? Is there anything like aside from that, that kind of uh, made you want to tell the listeners about? Oh man, you know what? This was probably more for like um, leaders, and managers for people who have the authority to do so it kind of felt like there was the opportunity for like a work hack so very often i've worked at companies where they've encouraged shadowing but the idea behind it is that you learn about a different department but you kind of do it during your own work hours and it's so that you can have a bit more of an idea of how this department struggles with doing their job and oh my god you guys have got the same printers that we have that's crazy oh you guys have got an open plan office just like we have that's crazy but like it sounds like the the crazy thing to do if you really wanted to get radical is what you do is you create a business within your business So you can tell individuals, look, this is your full-time job. Do it and do it well. However, we'd like to maybe innovate a bit more and in terms of how other departments run. So how about we give you the opportunity to collaborate, but in, in order to do so, here are some tasks which exist outside of your normal nine to five. You teams collaborate, develop some sort of a solution, and we'll pay you like contractors essentially. And so it feels like then you have the the benefit of individuals working across departments, but you also soak up some of this side hustle and entrepreneurial attitude, which people seem to be lacking in their day to day. And if you can put that on a certain result, like if you're doing a side hustle for myself, when I get approached, whether it's like stand up comedy, uh, whether it's like producing things for like audio or video, there's like an outcome that people want from me. So they'd be like, we're going to give you this money, Akin. One, you can spend it however you want. We don't care what your weekends look like, but just make sure that you give us this product at the Mm -hmm. end of it. Mm -hmm. So I then have this freedom to work how I want. I can put in as many or as little hours as I want. I can send people as many drafts back and forth and be like, here are ideas. But I know I get to play around. I get to be creative. But I know that at the end of it, here's a product for you that you like and that we've agreed on. And it sounds like if you could create that within your organization, it sounds like you would be able to harvest a lot of this side hustle energy and you'd be able to retain it. So corporations, you could be as greedy as you want with your employees and your resources, sap the life from them if that's what you really (laughs) want to do. If you want to take the straw and jab it into their neck and literally just like gorge on them, give them something that makes them feel alive, man. It can be done. (laughs) I love it. it. Two two quick responses to that and then I think we're out here. One is that that plays with the idea of hackathons mm, and while we don't yep. have time to get in there but the companies have found that i've helped some companies get all this excess energy out of creating these safe environments where they can just kind of mess around and create some new product 
And so that fits really well with what you were just talking about there, Akin. Uh, that's the first thing. And then the second thing, I guess, would be that it may be that there is something about hanging your shingle outside in the so-called real world mm. that has testable increased value overdoing it inside yeah. and like that would be an awesome next study it really mm. would be an awesome next study to see if an internal side hustle just lost a little bit of that luster a little bit of that yep. emotional engagement because you're still in the house working for you know the same yeah company. testable it's a testable question but anyway i really enjoy talking about this with you and you know part of it for me is this whole business about overturning our assumptions and just Looking at the data rather than making the assumptions. Totally. This has been a blast, Dan. Uh, so yeah, listeners, uh, if you are engaged in side hustles as well, we very often post our, our comments on, uh, on uh, we post our episodes, should I say, on LinkedIn, on Twitter as well. I'd love to hear uh, from some of yourselves about the side hustles you're engaged in and why is it that you are engaged in it? Like what, what is going on with your, with your side hustles? So do feel free to like, kind of like, you know, create a post, uh, tag us in it. And we'll kind of love to have a conversation about that with yourselves as well. If you are on iTunes, be so kind as to drop us a uh, five-star review that will really help to kind of get us out there to, to more of the, the people who are interested in orange squeezing, as well as that, when we tweet about it, hit retweet, hit like as well. Once again, that shares it out to like the good people so they, they can get a bit more insights into to side hustling, what it can do for you, what you should be aware of as well. Maybe conversations that you want to have with either management or with your staff as well. Uh, I don't think there's much more to say than to, to get us out of here, Dan. Is there any, any goodbyes, any farewells, any tra la 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 las no, I just nope. like to tra la 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 la. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Take care, peeps. Bye, everyone. Ciao. <laughs>